edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I have the pleasure to talk to an FCSI member that I've never had the pleasure to meet yet. But so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Please welcome the president of JAX Design Group, Mr. John Zarebny. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, Wade. How are you? It's nice to, very nice of you to have me on. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No, we appreciate you coming on. I, I as I... I, I feel like I'm a, a broken record at this point, but I, I love having people on that I've never met. So this is a great opportunity for us to get to know each other. And, and, and as an executive director of an association, it, I love talking to, to new members all the time, but especially new members that I've never had the chance to interact with. So I'm yeah. really excited about today. Well, thank you um, again. So as we always do, I'd like to get started off with just a little bit about your background, how you got started in the food service industry, and then how you got started as a consultant, and then kind of what you focus in on as a consultant. Ah, uh, well, I, I got started professionally in a food service business when I got fired from the job I had before. <laughs> I bet nobody's ever said that, have they? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. I... I got fired at 30. Boy, that was a bad year. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny how life leads you down the path. And I, I really got started, uh, it seems so long ago, in uh, when we were all in high school and college. And you know how you worked one pretty much one minimum wage job after another. And like yeah. a lot of us, uh, I think almost every job I had was in food service. Uh, yeah. You know, first job I had was frying chicken. And then I worked in a bakery and I worked in a meat store and I worked in a little hotel, did all kinds of different things, dishwashing and bartending and all that stuff. And then uh, I moved to Florida in uh, 1984, worked for the gas utility for a while and uh, uh, didn't work out so good. So um, uh, <laughs> 1988, the year I turned 30, I got fired. And then, but then very, very fortunately, I had a friend who, uh, knew somebody had a design build dealership, uh, okay. CJ Fishman in Venice, Florida, which is just below uh, Sarasota and Tampa. And I, I started there in uh, 1988 and uh, was a really high quality design build dealership. And I, I learned a lot. Uh, we had a draftsman then, but started doing design work and, and really, yeah. really liked it. And, uh, you know, like a lot of us, we, we drew by hand back then. Yeah. So I have seen in my career to go from hand drawing to CAD to, to Revit finally. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I started working then and uh, I, I liked it. It was fun. I, I learned a lot. After a while, I was ready for a change. And I went into the rep business uh, in Florida, a group called Finn Marketing, which okay. was the biggest uh, rep group in the state at the time. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I uh, pretty much when I started in the rep business, I didn't like it. And uh, they were wonderful people. They were very nice to me. And I got to tell you, it was pretty easy. It yeah. had a company car and expenses and all that. But I, I just, I never liked the rep business. I always felt so, so in between, you know? Yeah. And, and somebody would call and they'd say, hey, let, call the factory and see where my parts order is. And I always thought, <laughs> you know, yeah. how did you pick up your own phone? So anyways, I was there for a long time, but it, it wasn't really where I wanted to stay. Okay. So fortunately, 20, uh, uh, 20 years ago, uh, there was an older gentleman in, in Jacksonville where, where I mostly am, and he was doing a little shopping center, restaurant work and pizza shops and stuff like that. So uh, we formed up and uh, we were together two years and I bought him out and, and I've been on my own consulting ever since. 
So nice. it's interesting. I watch a lot of your shows and uh, you have some people that are kind of one man bands, but uh, a, lot, a lot from bigger consulting companies. But it's it's been a, a real nice ride and I, I've really enjoyed it. I was fortunate that uh, I married better than I should have. And uh, <laughs> my wife's in healthcare sales, so she does really well. And there were some bad years. I got to tell you, when we started, it was, you know, it's so funny when you start a business, you think everybody's going to come running, hundreds of people <laughs> running to your door, and that doesn't happen. No. But no. Uh, after a while, I got started pretty good. And uh, the, the recession, whatever that was 10 years ago, that was pretty bad too. But it's been yeah. it's been great, uh, except with those exceptions. And uh, I've yeah. been very fortunate. I, I enjoy what I do. And uh, it's been a great ride. It really has. Perfect. So, John, I know I looking at your website, looking through some of the things you've done, you you do a lot of schools in the state of Florida. And I, I want to kind of know, since you've been doing this a while, if and how, and I and I say if because maybe they haven't, but how have the designs changed since COVID or have they changed since COVID as far as schools go now? Uh, have you seen anything major in the industry in Florida in the last two, three years moving forward, or is everything kind of still moving forward the same it was prior to the COVID breakout? Uh, wait, I, I can't say I, I really see any changes from COVID um, directly related to COVID. Um, I would say the two things I've seen, and for all my faults, I'm kind of a plain speaker, and I've thought for years right. that, that schools have been overbuilt and loads and loads of equipment. And, you know, I, I am successful in the food school business because I listen to the client and I, I give them what they want. But when people, right. when you and I went to school, you know, they made things from scratch and they made little old ladies with bis making yeah. biscuits and all that stuff. And they don't do any of that anymore. It, it's really reheating. Right. And uh, that's what they want to do. So yeah, kitchens that I've seen, and I'm, I'm a supporter of that, is, is, are getting smaller. They don't need... 18 yeah. prep tables in every place because they got a couple ladies taking frozen stuff out of the bag and throwing it in the thing. So we, we've seen that. Yeah. The other thing that I've seen, again, these aren't related to COVID, is uh, uh, the front of the house. Boy, some of those are really, really nice. Uh, Palm Beach County and some yeah. of these counties, they have the kiosk, the mall type of setups. And boy, they, they are really nice. Low lighting and all that. Uh, Palm Beach, I, I didn't do a former consultant develop that, but uh, it really, really looks nice. So um, yeah, it really is. They, they've turned dining halls almost into like a restaurant. Oh yes, very, very, very much so. It's very much. Crazy. So. It's funny when you have your career and you have your own business. You got to be kind of fast on your feet, you know. And um, yeah, when I started in the business twenty years ago, everybody said get into schools, and I, I had trouble getting in because a couple of consultants had it all wrapped up, and it kind of didn't interest me too much. But lately, you know, some things happened. Unfortunately, uh, two consultants passed away. One retired for health. Another one, thank goodness, is out of the business pretty much. And so it opened up a lot. And finally, towards the end of my career, I got more active in schools. And uh, it is interesting. So I guess to answer your question, I, I can't say it's related to COVID, but I've seen kitchens get smaller and they should. And then I've seen uh, uh, some of the front of the houses, especially the high school level, really really, really very, very attractive. So John, you've talked a little bit about your start and why and everything else, but I, I'm always curious to know from a consultant standpoint, when you got into the consulting side of things and you started being a food service consultant, how long did it take you before you felt 
proficient at it or you felt like that expert that walked into the room? Oh, I'd say truthfully quite a while, Wade. Uh, you know, many years. I don't know. More than five, I suppose, really. And then you, okay. you learn a little yeah. bit as, as you go along, too. You know, yeah. And I'm going to say, yeah, I, I maybe you'll cut this out. The last thing I see in schools, too, is the um, kind of dishwashers are coming back. And I, I think that's a that's a wonderful thing. And uh, I'm not. Are you seeing a lot more uh, dishes being used again versus uh, disposable? Well, yeah, I, I, I think they should. You know, in, in my real life, I'm not much of a greenie, really. But when I started in schools years ago, I saw them use this tray, styrofoam or whatever it was, and the kids would eat on it for 10 to 12 minutes and throw it away. And then it sits in a landfill forever. So um, yeah. I, I kind of got, got over uh, pushing dishwashers all the time, but now they're coming back a little bit, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and the thing was, yeah, well, absolutely. you know, dishwashers are expensive. Well, you know, they are, but so is throwing all that stuff away all the time. So that's the other change. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're, that's great. I love that. Um, what, of all the things you've done over your career so far, what, what do you consider your favorite project you've ever worked on? Oh, I'd say probably a big healthcare place here. It's, it's on my website, uh, Vickers Landing it happens to be very close to me. And boy, they had this old kitchen. It's, it's a very high end healthcare place It's about uh, 30 years old now. And they wanted to redo their kitchen and boy, it was just a mess, you know, little chopped up rooms everywhere and the hood was facing the wrong way. So fortunately, they had a really, really nice budget. And uh, uh, I was able to go in there. And we turned the hood and did all this stuff and cleared all the sight lines out. And it, it's, it's a really nice project. And it's nice to go back there years later. Uh, and it still looks good, you know, and the staff still likes it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've done some, I, I think, some real nice country club work, which used to be a big country club work. I have one club, just one club now. It's down a little bit, but uh, it, it's nice to go back and, and see some of those too. Yeah. But I've been fortunate for, a, yeah. you know, a mostly one man band sitting in my house. I've done, uh, uh, I don't know, working a game reserve in South Africa and uh, railroad cars and okay. ships and Hindu temple, Jewish temple, so a lot of a lot of different things. I guess we all do, but it it, it makes it interesting. And I never, I kind of get bored with the same sector. So I've I've been fortunate to always yeah. do a lot of a lot of different things. Well, I think it's great for the young members or or even people in college or in high school that maybe aren't familiar with being a food service consultant. It's good for them to hear this type of thing because I want you know we would like people to understand that what food service consulting being as a career option that it is what it can bring to you. Oh, yeah. It's not the same thing over and over no. again. You can work all over the globe if you want to, but you can also work in your backyard if you want yes. to. Um, I think that's the beauty of yes. it. And that's why I think it's a great career choice for a lot of people is it gives you that opportunity to get as much exposure as you want to. Yes. Get. Yes. And you know, it's true too. I've heard a couple of people on, on your previous broadcasts uh, say how important it is to have an operations background. And as I told you before, I did yeah. all kinds of dishwashing and bartending and all this stuff. And it's funny, all these years later, about once or twice a year, I'll go in a healthcare place or a school or something, and I'll smell something, and it'll remind me of the bakery I was in, uh, whatever, fifth mile, 40 years ago or, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting. And as I said, I've been fortunate to do a lot of different things. Well, it's ironic you brought up dishwashers because... Uh, I was I was speaking to somebody else for this season, and I don't depending on where it's cut and everything. I don't know whether it'll be before or after this episode. Um, however, 
that's where I got my start in the food service industry was a dishwasher in my grade school. Yeah. So, because back then we did have everything reusable. It was the trays and the silverware uh-huh. and everything. Very small little elementary school. And at fifth and sixth grade, I was washing dishes in my kitchen of my school cafeteria. Yeah. Um, we didn't realize we were child labor at the time, yeah, but that's because that's exactly what we were. And as a fifth and sixth grader, as I said earlier in another episode was we loved doing it. We thought it was kind of cool to get to be able to go <laughs> in the kitchen and work. And even though I was washing dishes, it was still kind of fun to operate. The machinery yeah. And you felt kind of important because you were a part of it. <laughs> so it's, I'm glad to hear it's coming back. They can get more child labor to work. <laughs> yeah, two things. My, my best friend washed the dishes in our high school. I mean, you dropped your dishes off in a little place and there there he was. And yeah. the other thing I say is in commercial food service restaurants and hotels and that I hate to say, it, but usually the most unskilled poor soul washes dishes. You know, that's a, below the bottom of the barrel is a yeah. dish room. And I say that and I met so many successful people and they said, well, that was my first job. So yeah, I, I you're absolutely sure. right. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of important people, a lot of <laughs> very successful people have started as a yes, dishwasher. Yes, yes. And you get an experience down there because you deal with everybody. Yes, down there yes. And you understand what it really takes. Yes, yes. I watch dishes in, in our church uh, still, you know, and I like it because it's a lot of short conversations. They just drop the thing off in the in the window and <laughs> talk a few minutes. Of that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Who's been your greatest influence in your professional life? Is there a mentor or is there somebody else you've looked up to or somebody that you still look up to that, that had an impact on your career? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, say about three people. One, the first consultant I ever met in my whole life, and unfortunately he passed away too young, was a man named John Eisman. And he was a consultant in okay. Atlanta. He passed away, unfortunately, probably in the 90s. And he was the first consultant I met when I was a dealer. And uh, he, he, okay. he was a little quirky, but he had a lot of good principles. <laughs> and then the two people I worked with was a man named C.J. Fishman in the design build dealership. And then in the rep group, Frank Finn. And I, I learned pretty much yeah. everything from those guys. And they, they were really good. They were good to me and they were good business people. And most of the principles yeah. I, I still carry with me every day. Yeah, I was very fortunate. Yeah. What do you, um, what's one thing about John that no one would ever guess, whether it's a hobby or a quirk or something like that? What is something that nobody would ever know by talking? Well, I'm a very good tennis player. Okay. <laughs> How often do you play? A couple mornings a week. So don't, don't call too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try, I try to get out when, when I can. And, and, uh, yeah. The other thing now that I'm, I'm 64 years old, I, I am looking to, to, to slow down, either to merge or sell or, or maybe just take less work. I haven't really figured that out yet, but uh, that's okay. kind of the main project. I'll be 65 in January, God willing. So okay. that, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. What do you hope? Uh, well, as you as you mentioned, that is a perfect segue into my next question is what do you hope your personal legacy is moving forward? What do you hope that you'd be remembered by in the in the food services? Oh, I, I think I, I try to teach treat people uh, decently, and I do listen. I do listen to the client. Uh, you know, I've been in sales one way or another since uh, uh, 1984. 1984. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the the architects to me were the hardest group I've ever had to to, to try to get in touch with. But if you listen really? to them, 
if you listen to the client, if you speak their language and treat them right, you can be successful. And I've been very fortunate, like I said, except for a slow start and a couple of slow years during the recession, yeah. but mostly just to treat people d decently and, and put your ego aside and, and, and go forward. So I've been, I've been very fortunate. Nice. Great advice for anybody and of any age, whether you're a student or whether you've been out in the industry, it's great advice. I, I never wanted to, uh, I'm not going to knock my fellow consultants too much, but I, I never wanted to, to make a big fuss about what I do. And I, I go to some of these things and well, anyways, they have a special refrigerator made for them or they have a special serving. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That was not never important to me. So to me, it's not important to the client. It's not important to me. So I will, that hits the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. if, if it's not important to the client, it shouldn't be important to right. you because it's not about the consultant. It's about the, the end user that you're that's hired that you've been hired oh, by yeah. to do what they need you oh, to yeah. do. Yeah. I'm in a couple of so, districts right now, just, just because of that. And then the consultant wouldn't listen. So it's good for me. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories over my career about consultant members that have taken over jobs unfortunately, even by other FCSI members at times, but, um, you know, for that reason, they had a fallout with, with the operator, um, for whatever reason. And just, uh, you know, it's time, and sometimes, in, and I've been in the association management industry for a long time. Sometimes you just need a change of pace too. Like some people just need a fresh set of eyes. If you've worked with somebody for a long time, sure, sure. Um, it can be healthy. It can also be a nightmare. Yeah. So you have to be careful of what, what that new, you know, the greener grass on the other side, right. sometimes it always looks great, but it's not quite so great when you get there. Right. So right. that's good. I, I will say, though, I, I uh, yeah, in my whole career, I, I, I've never really felt, and don't let me explain myself, I never really felt the customer is always right. I feel, and I kind of sound like I'm reversing myself, but, you know, they hire me and they hire <laughs> other consultants for what we know. And if, if yeah. something is really dumb, very professionally, I'll tell them a couple of times, you know, it's not really what you should be doing. It's not good for the district. You're buying a piece of equipment that's unproven. A couple of years from now, I may not even be around and you'll be stuck with this thing. I tell them a couple of times in the end, obviously, if that's what they want, that, that's what I do. But I, I feel it's kind of our obligation to professionally and in a calm way, speak our mind too. We have some architects yeah. I work with and where they just let the district run over them and it's gets to be not good. So. Yeah. Well, if the customer was always right, the consultant wouldn't have a job. Correct? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be a need for consultants. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good way. But to look I've been it. fortunate in my career to go from dealer to rep to consultant. And it's, you know, God willing, it's been a nice run. Well, that's a good transition, though, because you've seen it from all it different is. angles. It is. So, you, you know, you go from one that's completely bent on selling everything, yes. a rep that's not really selling selling yeah. but you are in a way yeah. and then to this where you're not selling anything you're actually just selling your own services yes. so i think that's you know great. it's funny you say that because in my career i've had some times when i was really busy and there were some dealers that you know they weren't so busy and i they said oh can i do work for you so i'd give them something and what it was just awful and reps too i'm sorry they just jam every piece yeah. of equipment they have and it's just not the same so some of their work is kind of okay but Obviously, a consultant yeah. has only one goal, which is to provide a quality product for the for the clients. So that's what that's what I try correct. to do. Yeah. Correct. Well, that's all the formal questions I've got for you. But as you've seen other episodes, you know that I don't end with just the formal <laughs> questions. I have to have a little bit of fun with everybody. Right. So I've got a bunch of would you rather questions I think that you're going to enjoy. Okay. 
uh, and we'll just dig right into these. Uh, the first one is, would you rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go to the store or always forget the one thing you do need every time you go to the store? <laughs> I don't know. Probably buy 10 things you don't need. I don't know. I always, I always find something to do with them. <laughs> Perfect. Would you rather have a personal housekeeper or a personal chef? Oh, no, I'm a great cook. I'd rather have a housekeeper. Would you rather be an extra in an Oscar-winning movie or be the lead in a uh, box office bomb? <laughs> Probably an extra. That'd be, en that'd be enough for me. All right. Would you rather watch nothing but Hallmark Christmas movies or nothing but horror movies for the rest of your life? Probably, probably horror or gangster shows. That's what I like. Okay. Would you rather have a pause or a rewind button in your life? Rewind. <laughs> yeah. Rewind? Very good. Would you rather win $25,000 yourself or have your best friend win $100,000? No, I'd rather win myself. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or a robot apocalypse? Probably robot, I think. Zombie stuff's pretty rough. Okay. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or give up bathing for a month? Oh, I take a bath once or twice a day. I, I can do without that cell phone right now. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be able to speak any language or be able to communicate with animals? Oh, I think really the language would, would be fun. I, I often wish I spoke a different language. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather always have an annoying song stuck in your head or always have an itch that you can't reach. <laughs> I think an annoying song. That's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather read the book or rather watch the movie? I like to read. I'd say read the book. Okay. Would you rather have your own theme park or own your own zoo? Hmm. Probably zoo. I think that'd be more fun. I, okay. Spoken from the man that lives amongst the theme parks. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've been in Florida. You I've been in Florida since 1984. I've never been to Disney. <laughs> really? We. You, you I might, don't want to go. Disney might be get a, Disney might get a hold of you now and just be sending you there. And just <laughs> feel bad for you. Would you rather be compelled to high five everyone you meet? Or be compelled to give a wedgie to anyone in a green shirt. <laughs> I think high five. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a wedgie guy. Okay. Would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? I, I Self-driving cars scare me. So I think automated home would be fun. Okay. And the last one, would you rather be able to go to any theme park in the world for free for the rest of your life? Or eat for free at any drive through restaurant for the rest of your life. Eat for free. Well, I kind of figured that was going to be the case with somebody that hasn't been to Disney <laughs> lives in Florida. So and obviously I don't do any business at Disney, so that's all right. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the final question I got for you, but before I let you go, tell people how they can get a hold of you and get more information about JAS. Oh, yes. I'm uh, located in uh, Jacksonville area, Florida, which is very, top of uh, North Florida on the Atlantic side and uh, go to the website, which I think is a pretty good website for a small company, jaxdesigngroup.com. You'll see a lot of stuff, okay. current projects, which are a lot of schools 
but then you page through a little bit and you'll see completed projects. That's my whole career. I've done a lot of club work yes. and employee cafe, a little bit of everything really. I've been very, very fortunate. So jaxdesigngroup.com. Perfect. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap presented by FCSI of the Americas. A big thank you to John Zarebny for joining us today. Be sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you use. And as always, cheers. 